Hello and welcome back to the Politics Unboxed podcast. My name is Reese, and today, well, it is the day after Super Thursday. Uh, all the results, or in fact, as I record this, any results. Uh, it is time to start looking ahead and seeing what people on the, the grapevine are, are saying. Um, talking about exit polls, there is one exit poll I'm going to focus on from Elections UK. Um, which has studied about 3,000 people at 100 different polling stations. And there are also some other talking points I'm going to go over. But that is, yeah, what I'm going to be talking about today on the Politics Unbox podcast. So let's get straight into it. So, yes, early in the morning of Friday, as I record this, uh, we now have seen everyone who is able to vote turn up to vote. Well, maybe not everyone turn up to vote, but uh, all those who have cast their ballots have now had their ballots cast, and they are being counted, and we are seeing some early signs. Um, and, well, what what do these things look like? Well, at the moment, it's a mixed bag, and I think that is the first thing to say. Let's start with... Uh, the only by-election on the cards this time, and it is Hartlepool, where it looks like the smart money is now on the Conservatives to win that seat from Labour. Jill Mortimer has been polling very well. She's been doing quite well in that area with pollsters and the betting markets now putting her as clear favourite for that seat. And that alone poses some questions for the Labour Party. Or does it? Because Hartlepool was one of those Red Bull seats that didn't turn in 2019 for the general election. So we could be seeing what people are calling a delayed swing. Uh, Votes that would have gone to the Brexit party, now that party is no more, uh, are trickling towards the Conservatives perhaps. Well, the Brexit party are still there, but they are not the force they were. And it looks like the Conservatives will get Hartlepool. Now, in any other time, this would be... A devastating defeat for Labour. And don't get me wrong, this would still be bad if it happens. And I still do caveat with the if it happens, because we do not know the result yet. We'll get that in, um, well, just before dawn, I think the current prediction is around 5.30 in the morning. So you might well be listening to this uh, and you know the result already. But um, the Labour Party clearly have a job on their hands with this election. Now, the Hartlepool by-election, if it is a loss for Labour, well, is it down to the candidate? Is it down to the party? Is it down to the party leader? Is it down to the messaging? There's going to be a lot of navel-gazing from the Labour Party, and certainly uh, the left in the party will be saying, well, Jeremy Corbyn was able to hold on to this seat in a blue wave year in 2019. How can't Keir Starmer hold on to this seat in 2021, especially as they would see it given the the failures of this Conservative government. Uh, And it will be interesting to hear the reaction. We've already seen some people calling for shadow cabinet ministers to go. Um, Unnamed sources at the moment, as I record this, but they could well go on the record soon about saying several shadow cabinet ministers should be considering their positions. Uh, And it will be... A tough one to sell to the Labour Party electorate if they don't win Hartlepool. Let's be blunt about that. This is a seat that goes Labour religiously. Uh, As I said, one of those Labour seats that stayed Labour in the Red Wall in 2019. 
as it sort of was crumbling away brick by brick to Boris Johnson and the Conservative Party. So this will be a blow for Keir Starmer. But it is not the whole picture. Even just in England, it's not the whole picture, because of course there are 143 local councils up for grabs. And at the moment, uh, no media sources are calling, really, any seats for any party. So at the moment, I'm stuck with vote counters on zero for every major party, in fact, every party, uh, in both councils with control and council seats. But if we turn to this exit poll I talked about in the beginning of the podcast, it has come up with a very interesting result, which suggests that the Labour Party will win these elections with 40% of the vote and the Conservatives with 38% of the vote coming in second. Now, that would be, there's no other way to put it, an astounding result for the Labour Party. Um, Not many people said they would win these elections. They said they might make gains in them. But to outright win them would be big, considering the polls put in the Conservative Party. Uh, I think every major opinion poll has had the Tories in front for quite some while now, even if it is just by small margins. But, um, well, it is it is interesting, because that poll was conducted over 3,000 people uh, across uh, 100 constituencies, and it does say things. Uh, it does give us some indications. Now, whether or not they will be right, we don't particularly know. Um, it predicts a net change of about 304 councillors going to the Labour Party, um, and a loss of 291 for the Conservatives, the Lib Dems and Greens picking up just shy of 200 new councillors between them. Um, But this exit poll is an exit poll. That's all it is at the end of the day. This exit poll is just glorified guesswork. It is more accurate, you would hasten to argue, than polling down on likely voters, because you don't have to take into account people who uh, won't vote or don't vote, because the only people in exit polls are voters. Uh, But it is still an exit poll and is not the final results. The exit poll would, however, be brilliant for the Labour Party. There are plenty of things to unpack across the country. Um, Low turnout in London, perhaps. Uh, Higher turnout in Scotland, perhaps. We're seeing early indication that um, people are are less likely to be going out in London. We saw Sadiq Khan tweeting about low turnout. And we've seen Tories, Labour and the the SNP tweeting about higher turnout in Scotland. So what is happening up in Scotland? Well, they we won't really be seeing any results from uh, them until tomorrow, roughly, Friday into Saturday, realistically. Um, and the big thing there is who is going to be in second place, because we are pretty certain that the SNP will be in first place. And by pretty certain, I mean, if it's wrong, then every pollster that did a poll in Scotland will have to eat not only their hat, but their coat, their shoes, and their trousers. Um, But second place could well be the Labour Party. 
Um, it's not certain, uh, and the Tories are still probably the favourites, but the Labour Party would do a very good showing by turning up in second place. Uh, looking down to London, where we're talking about lower turnout, well, Sean Bailey hasn't been a particularly popular candidate. Uh, in, in some areas, his polling has been quite low, and low turnout would suggest potentially uh, a lower result for Sean Bailey in London than we might have seen in quite a long while of Conservative candidates in London, even lower than Zach Goldsmith, which would be very bad for Sean Bailey, who has put a lot of work into that campaign. Um, whether or not you believe in him, he's certainly been out pressing the flesh as much as you can do in these COVID-restricted times. Something I do want to talk about in the Welsh elections is Mark Drakeford, the First Minister of Wales, who is standing in the Cardiff West seat, um, because he is potentially in danger of losing his seat. We've seen a, um, evidence potentially in early reportings of a small swing towards Plaid Cymru, uh, the party of Wales, who are targeting his Cardiff West seat. Um, it's third in the Labour Plaid marginals list. There's about a majority of uh, somewhere around a thousand people um, or a thousand votes in favour of Mark Drakeford going into this election, that could change. And there is now noise um, bubbling around through the political airways that Mark Drakeford could be in danger of losing his seat, which would be a body blow for Welsh Labour, the First Minister losing their seat and the party leader losing their seat. And he is not a candidate for the regional list. So if he loses this seat, he will not have a seat and therefore will not be able to continue as First Minister if that would be indeed the will of the Welsh people. So that is one thing to look out for in Wales. Uh, let's turn our attention back to councils in England. I'm aware I'm jumping around a little bit but I'm just seeing different bits of coverage that are catching my eye. And these local councils, some areas up in the Red Wall are looking insecure for the Labour Party. Uh, we've seen uh, Sky News have been on the ground in Newcastle talking to activists and members there, uh, both Labour Party, Tory, and across the political spectrum. Uh, and there seems to be some noise within the Labour Party camp that they are less sure about these, well, what you would consider reliable Labour councils returning Labour councillors. And that will be worrying again for the Labour Party. And you would suspect that... A poor showing in these traditional Labour heartland seats would be um, bad for Keir Starmer. Uh, we know he's gone on the offensive and we know he said he's going to take personal charge or uh, it is the buck stopping with him in relation to um, Labour election results. But I do stress that these are all just initial hypotheses. So what can we expect in the coming days? Well, on Friday and Saturday we're expecting Scottish results with London results coming through uh, as well as many of the other metro mayoralties at around the same time. Councils will be uh, returning their results through Friday, Saturday, Sunday, possibly into Monday. And PCCs, I believe, are the last ones to declare. Uh, the Welsh Parliament elections will be counted at about the same time as the Scottish Parliament election votes. 
So we don't have too long to wait, but I thought I'd get this podcast out before so we can talk about exit polls and potential scenarios. I'm noticing a lot of the chatter, though, isn't about a possible Labour wave, but more as, um, well, possibly uh, a Conservative reaction to the Labour Party and seeing a poor showing for the Labour Party. Um, There are now some council seats that are coming through. A couple of Conservative gains, a couple of Liberal Democrat gains, and a couple of Labour holds. uh, A couple of holds across the board for all the parties as well. Uh, Mainly coming up in sort of Newcastle-upon-Tyne and Northumberland, Sunderland. Um, Those are the councils that I'm seeing results coming in for. It's not looking brilliant for the Labour Party, I have to say. Uh, I can't actually see a gain on there for them. Uh, Actually, no, sorry, I can see a couple of gains on there for them, but not as many as you can see for other parties. It's only easier to spot Labour losses than Labour gains at the moment, but I stress these are only initial results. They are very preliminary. Um, And if the exit poll is to be believed, it was conducted by uh, Ipso um, on a sort of commission from... Friends of the podcast over at Elections UK, uh, then this is just sort of the early votes going the other way and the main vote will go to Labour. It will be interesting to have a look though, because whatever happens in these elections, there are going to be big ramifications for the party leaders and the parties and the political agenda. If the Conservatives hold on or even improve the situation, then Boris Johnson will be flying high. Uh, All the things that have been thrown at him over the last couple of weeks, um, his Teflon nickname will ironically have stuck, and it will be just about the only thing that has stuck to him over the past few weeks. Uh, If not, though, he could be in trouble. Uh, We know how the Tory party like to get rid of their leaders. Uh, It's always a managed regicide. With the Labour Party, uh, a good Labour showing would be gains. To be honest, if you are the opposition party and you are not winning, first off, by-elections, and second off, uh, good chunks of councils, well, it's sort of showing you up, really. It's showing you in a bad light. The governing party should not really be winning big in by-elections and council elections. And if it does go against the Conservative Party, sorry, against the Labour Party, then Sir Keir Starmer will have some big questions to answer. Questions on the direction he's leading the Labour Party uh, and questions on him personally as leader of the party. Let me get this straight, I don't think he will be forced to resign or people will be calling for his resignation too widely over uh, a poor showing. I'm saying that is something that can definitely come out of a poor show. If ever they do well, well, his approach might well be vindicated, certainly in the eyes of Labour voters. Uh, or people who have switched to vote for the Labour Party in these elections. Sir Ed Davey as well with the Liberal Democrats. We know the Liberal Democrats pride themselves on strong local showings. Um, A strong local showing will be absolutely required for a Liberal Democrat government at any point in the future, because that is where you tend to see Liberal Democrats building their power base. Uh, They build up in local areas and then go on from there. Uh, And a poor showing, again, will say, well, why can't opposition parties do well in the current climate? And if you're being crowded out by the Labour Party, well, you've got to have a way to differentiate yourselves. Um, Up in Scotland, 
we're seeing strong projections of SNP wins, whether it's in minority or majority, and that minority-majority distinction will be crucial in the upcoming debates around independence. The uh, same for in Wales, where the Labour Party will be looking to hold on to power. Uh, it looks like they will keep power, even if there is a bit of a swing to Plaid, because Plaid Cymru will be more likely to form a coalition with the Labour Party than the Conservatives, you would suggest. Uh, but if Mark Drakeford loses his seat, well, then things th- get thrown up in the air and we have a whole lot of political shenanigans to get our heads around. Luckily enough for you guys, though, I will be here to try and talk through some of the major talking points and the vote results as they come in. Uh, I'll be keeping people updated regularly on the Instagram feed, which is at Politics Unboxed, or through the website, which is politicsunboxedpodcast.wordpress.com. Uh, I'll also be putting out updates on Facebook, where you can find me at Politics Unboxed, or on Twitter, where you can find me at, at PoliticsU. Uh, if you want to leave a rating or any feedback on the podcast, please do scroll down to wherever you can or wherever you find these podcasts, and any feedback is more than welcome and very much appreciated. Other than that, that is all really I had to talk about today on this Exit Polls uh, edition of Elections in the UK, Voltix Unboxed podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I hope to see you all around again soon. In fact, it will be very soon, probably later on today, for the next episode of the Politics Unboxed podcast. And until then, goodbye. Thank mm-hmm. you.